The Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority. In this current message, Pastor Greg has been discussing the authority of our Lord Jesus, and when we left off, he was in Matthew chapter 8, in the account of the centurion who made the request that the Lord heal his seriously ill servant, declaring that the Lord need only speak the word for his servant to be healed. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg, and we will go back a minute for context. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. He understands the centurion authority and the authority of the one to whom he's making the request that Jesus has great authority over sickness, great authority over disease, great authority over demons, and that all he has to do, because he has spiritual authority, is speak the word. That is how great his authority is over the spiritual realms and so over the physical realms that it does not even require his bodily presence. When this Roman centurion wants something accomplished, he doesn't have to be there. He simply gives the order, and he knows because he has authority, the one he gives the order to will carry it out. And so this man, the Messiah, if he speaks the word, it will be carried out because every angel has to obey. The creation itself has to obey. You have that authority only speak the word. All he needs is, is the Lord's agreement with his request and the word spoken. Only speak the word and my servant will be healed. He knows, he recognizes the true authority of Messiah. And so Jesus says, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Matter of fact, if you look at the beginning of verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he what? He marveled, right? He marveled. Uh, he was astonished. That word there means wonder, uh, and by implication, to admire. Here you have the Lord Jesus Christ admiring, astonished by this man, this non-descendant of Abraham's faith in who the Lord Jesus Christ truly is. And he does have the authority, right? There was the result. He says the word, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done to you. And the centurion's servant was healed that same hour. Jesus speaks of his authority, which the centurion recognized here in the Gospel of John. If you look in the Gospel of John, chapter 17, in verse 1, you see the true authority of Christ Jesus. Jesus spoke these words lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son 
that your son also may glorify you. This is at the Last Supper, John chapter 17, and I read verse 1. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is eternal life. You have eternal life only through knowing the Father, through the Son, Christ Jesus. The Father has given him authority over all flesh that he, Jesus, Messiah, should give eternal life to as many as the Father has given him. What authority? Eternity depends upon Jesus Christ. Our eternal salvation depends upon the authority that God the Father has given him. Look in John a little earlier, John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus says, Most assuredly I say to you, He who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Most assuredly I say to you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, right? He is that he is. So he has granted the Son to have life in himself. He is that he is. And has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Authority to give eternal life, life everlasting. Authority to execute judgment. Paul would say in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. That is the authority of Messiah. Eternal life, judging, judgment. He is a son of man. He has life in himself. He is, and he will judge the living and the dead. After the resurrection, before the ascension, Jesus met his disciples at the mountain which he had appointed for them in Galilee. And it says in Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. All flesh. The whole creation. No spirit that has ever been created is separated from that authority. He has authority over everything. The spiritual, the physical, all authority has been given me in heaven and on earth. In 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, uh, the end of that verse, he says, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the verse I want you to look at is verse 22, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, 
angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. Let me read it again. Jesus Christ has gone into heaven, is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. All the angels, all the authorities, all the principalities and powers that Paul speaks about in Ephesians, all those unseen things that go on in spiritual realms, everything in heaven, everything on earth, everything subject to him, all authority has been given to him. Consider this. We see Jesus, when we read the Gospels, Messiah, as the one who serves, as the Son of Man. If you look in Luke chapter 22, Luke 22, verse 24, Now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But not so among you, not so among his disciples. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table yet, yet, Yet I am among you as the one who serves. We're used to seeing the one who's at the head of the table having the authority. It works that way among the Gentiles, among the nations. The one that's at the head, the owner of the house, or the leader of the, uh, of the armies, the leader of the government sits at the head of the table and then the rest, all the rest serve him, right? And yet he says to his disciples, it is not to be that way among you. Because I'm here as one who serves. And he served us, right? We think of the incarnation. We think of Jesus growing, that young boy in the temple, working, supporting his family as a carpenter, and then his ministry, night and day, preaching, healing. We think of the scourging, the crucifixion. What he took, the suffering he took, as Son of Man, as one of us. In Hebrews it says, in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7, who, speaking of Jesus, in the days of his flesh, in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him, the Father, who was able to save him from death, and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek in the days of his flesh. In the days of his flesh, crying out to the Father. We think about the temptation uh, in the wilderness, fasting to resist Satan. We think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, not my will but yours be done. In agony, the sweat pouring down like drops of blood from him. 
in his flesh, in the days of his flesh, he offered up prayers and supplication. I want you to see something else, though. We've seen Jesus in the Gospels in that way. But look in the book of Revelation for a minute. In Revelation chapter 1, I'll read starting at verse 7. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. Behold, he is coming with clouds. Who is it speaking about here? Jesus. And every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Right? He was pierced. He was crucified. And it says in verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha and Omega. It's beginning and end of the Greek alphabet, right? It's like saying A to Z. Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. He's the eternal one. He always was. He is. He always will be. He is that he is. What is that? Yahweh, right? He is that he is. And if it's not clear there, the what? Almighty. When you say the Almighty, you speak about God. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. We'll continue the message in our next program. You can find info about our church and catch up with past radio programs on our website at shearjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. Please join us next time for Shear Jashub.